Stuart back on Radio 191 FM with me, Mr Jamie Green. It's time to talk to the presidential candidates for the 2016, well, it's 2015 elections here at OUSA. Um, good morning, all. Morning. How are we? Well, not too bad. Not too bad, not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, having fun running so far? Yeah, I yeah. think I am, absolutely. It's been, it's been a good time so far. Yeah, how about you two? I mean, you most of you have um, run before, or three of you, um, except for you, uh, Laura, you... Um, I've run in a no. by-election. You've run in a by-election before. So um, you all kind of know what you're getting yourselves into. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gluttons for punishment. Fantastic. <laughs> all right, well, we're here to debate, so we will... I'll, Started off, open it to uh, you guys. Um, we'll go from my left to right uh, with some opening addresses. So we'll kick off with you. Um, hi, I'm Payo. I'm running for welfare for OUSA 2016. I believe that I'm the most competent and cam- capable candidate. I'm definitely about less talk and more action, and I'm not going to run any bullshit campaigns and make promises that I can't keep. Don't think I'm running for the wrong reasons either. And um, I think the main thing OUSA needs to do is stick to the principles of being inclusive, responsible, engaging, and relevant. And it should try to be for all students, not just a, a, a certain type of student. I think I'd be great on Uni Council, and I think that OUSA has the resources and capabilities to do more than we currently do, especially the executive. Um, I think I'm very obviously for students, I'm an intersectional feminist, and I try to walk the walk, not just talk it. Um, yeah, I really don't need to run a bullshit campaign, I don't need to make any false promises, and I'll talk about my policies later. Alright, thank you pal. Paul? Hey Jamie, thanks for having us here. Um, hey everyone, my name is Paul, uh, I'm the current OUSA president and I'm running uh, for re-election. One of the great things about um, Otago culture and the Otago campus is that we have many different collective groups on campus and one of the big focuses this year has been resourcing and empowering groups and the reason that's really important is uh, there are two reasons actually. Firstly, there are many uh, great initiatives that can be had by having other groups deliver uh, mental health and welfare provision. We've been able to increase the amount of support students have through empowering other collectors. But the other thing is that the way students engage in political life is changing, and we've seen a uprising of students become interested in issues like child poverty and environmentalism, and issues which affect everyone, and mm-hmm. raising awareness of those and having students engage in those is really important. And I'd like to continue that focus uh, and some more if uh, I'm re-elected as president in 2016. Brilliant, thank you very much. Oh. Hi, I'm Laura Harris and I am running for president of OUSA. Uh, I'm the only person out of the presidential candidates who's not on the current executive and I'm running for election because I believe your executive have let you down this year and they've lost important fights like the seat on University Council and they've seen the closure of the design school under their reign. Now. I'm fighting for real change because I genuinely believe that the students deserve more representation on both a local and national level. This means um, a big 7Fs campaign, this means potentially free flu jabs for students who want to avoid the fresher flu, and this especially means a visible executive, and that means an executive that are on the ground, that are talking to students, that are meeting students, and that are finding out what students believe and what students want, because you can't represent a voice if you're not listening to it. So that's why I'm running for election, and my team Real Change, um, you'll see them out and about today, so say hi, give them a handshake, they're all wearing orange t-shirts, and um, let's get OUSA back on the right track. Brent, thank you. And Nina. Um, hi, my name's Nina Harrop and I am also running for election um, as president of OUSA in 2016. Um, I think that this year has been 
pretty okay for OUSA, um, but I think that it could definitely have done better. I think there are things that we should be doing uh, which we aren't. Uh, the main one would be engaging with other uh, students associations around the country and uh, working to lobby the government on matters that um, things that really matter to students, uh, things like the 70 FTS campaign, things like uh, the student loan and allowance rates um, and those sorts of things. I also think there's a number of things that we could be doing um, locally in, in, um, in conjunction with the DCC, so things like a, um, a housing warrant of fitness I think would be a really good idea and there's these sorts of campaigns um, which people, which, we, which the OUSA executive hasn't actually been focusing on this year, which I think that we, um, we ought to be uh, next year, so that's what I'm fighting for. Alright, alright, well uh, let's kick off with the first question. Um, now, students have lost one of two seats on the council this year, um, on the university council. Uh, will you, as president, uh, take the remaining seat? And if so, how will you represent the students with a diminished uh, student voice? No, no. Okay. Uh, now? Um, I will... I think that I'll be pretty good on student council. I'm really looking forward to if I got into prison. Being on student council, I am not in um, anyone's pockets and I can definitely speak up and be heard. I'm not scared of being intimidated or carrying favour in that. In saying that, I'm definitely very aware of what VSM is like and that we have to work with the uni. Um, I think, yeah, I think I've already proven that I can represent students. I'm about to go talk to VCAG on e equity issues in the next few weeks, so I don't really need to be on student council really to make a change. Being on student council would be really good because then you understand what's happening mm -hmm. at a later stage. You don't have to try to get in those first stages. Yeah, I'm already, yeah, walking the walk. I don't need to say that next year I'm going to do this and this and this. Okay, cool. Thank you. Paul? Yeah, the uh, president has to take the seat on council. Oh. It's no option. <laughs> and I think Pao hit the nail on the head. The way OUSA needs to develop in terms of being able to get change and make an impact is actually doing things before it gets to council. And that's why um, we've just recently negotiated access to the vice-chancellor's advisory group because mm -hmm. all council does is it actually just reads what the management at the uni have done. So if we can get in there and contribute our ideas mm -hmm. rather than just sitting at council, that's the way that students are able to actually uh, have a voice and contribute ideas rather than just sitting and waiting until an issue's at council where it's really too late. Okay, brilliant. Though I agree it's important to get onto these issues before they become, before they get in front of University Council, I think um, there are still some very grave concerns with people um, who, who are sitting here at the moment, in particular in regards to the uh, article that came out yesterday in which uh, it was stated that the current executive decided that they didn't want to take a stance on whether or not they were supporting um, the Uni Council rally outside the clock tower until they had consulted with the uh, clock tower to see what their stance on it would be. Mm -hmm. So I think turning up to uh, the University Council meetings is all very well and good, but if you're doing so to please the clock tower, then there's nothing you're going to be able to do to represent students. That's not what my team would do. My team would attend those meetings and also um, get on board beforehand and make sure that real change is being made vocally and nationally. Mm -hmm. Um I think... I do a good job on the on the university council. I think it's important to um, to say, as others before me have said, that it is very difficult in a VSM environment to um, to fight 
against, like to work against the university. If they're doing something which we don't like, it's very, very tough because they could very easily turn around and say, actually, we're going to cut your funding next year, which would mean that we wouldn't be able to offer the same um, services to students. So it is very difficult. We have to kind of um, work with the university in some aspects while also standing up for, um, for student rights and things which which we think are, are definitely not okay. I think one way to um, to increase our ability to do this is to actually diversify our income sources that we're less reliant on the university, and I've actually got some ideas for that as well that I might talk about later. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, on to question number two now, uh, PL. Um, Post-grad numbers are in decline, um, and a couple of you talked about 7S. Um, what is your plan to combat 7S, which is uh, seven, uh, essentially seven you're allowed to be a student for seven full-time uh, for, for semester uh, four years uh, and then you cannot get um, a loan after that so what what, what is your um, plan to combat against that cap and um, uh, for allowances for postgrads I'm not going to jump on the seven EFTS um, bandwagon the people who changed this were the current government and so I don't think it's realistic to hope for it to change under this government too. Maybe it's possible. What I would do is try to develop a tertiary union model that actually works. I think NZUSA does a great job but we really need to engage all students associations to work together and make change on these common issues. And yeah, I think that as OUSA withdrew, and I think that was the right decision to make, withdrew from NZUSA, I mm. think that we have some responsibility in forming a new tertiary model of, of representation that works for all student associations and I'm willing to step up and chair a placeholder model until we can develop that and that is irregardless of how long that takes. Thank you. Paul? Yeah, so what we've been doing this year uh, is we have been in contact with the uh, Medical Students Association and working with them to provide media opportunities when it's appropriate to show uh, how it is impacting them and how it's likely to cut off students. Unfortunately, the issue's at a point where the uh, the Minister has said that he's going to wait and see what happens. So I think what we need to do towards the end of the year is um, really show the stress and struggle that those students are under mm. and to show that it's a policy which doesn't make sense. The taxpayer has invested money in these students to go for five or six years and then to stop them from being able to graduate after seven years uh, is ridiculous. Now I must, I must also want to point out, uh, given there seems to be lots of attacks of people saying we're not doing anything, that this has been a policy uh, that the government's implemented, you know, has announced in the 2012 budget. And so to say that this executive uh, has done nothing is absolutely wrong because Laura Harris, who's sitting here, was the education officer, and the question is, what did she do to fight the seven, seven EFTS caps? Because it's all very well coming out three years later and saying, oh, we need to do something, but actually the time to do it was at the time of the announcement. Okay, okay, thank you, Paul. All right, right to respond, I suppose. <laughs> Indeed. Um, that was a very unkind attack. Uh, so, I was the executive officer in 2014. Paul was also on the executive. Uh, and as he's saying, these initiatives came in in 2013. So, if the right to do something would have been at that time to fight it before it became policy, which happened before I was I was on the executive. Um, <laughs> Paul has said that this year he wants to make, uh, he thinks that SMFs could be one on a local level and he decided that he didn't want to do anything nationally. There have just been so many deflections from 7Fs and the thing is you can't just stand back and accept, expect someone else to be your voice. You can't become complacent with things that are mm -hmm. in national policy and decide that you're not going to do anything because of that. 
Um, and for postgraduates in general, they're given a really, really short end of the stick. They're given um, really small post, um, allowances, which is also something we want to fight on. But if you're not going to have a voice and you're not going to be loud about it, then no, nothing's going to change. And that's what this executive have done. They've been quiet. Paul's just said then that um, he's given MZ, NZMUS, um, the Students' Union for Medical uh, Students, uh, he's given them times when it's appropriate to talk and mm -hmm. I don't think that's okay at all. I don't think you can restrict um, that voice and I think you need to be encouraging it and make sure that they talk as much as possible. It's not, not restricting, it's when we've been approached about it, we've said, hey, med students, would you like to speak? And they've said yes. But you've said when it's appropriate as opposed to actively encouraging it and facilitating arenas in which they can we've, have we've, this voice. We've been meeting with the med students at the start of the year and being in constant contact with them and that was the approach that the Medical Students Association wanted. They wanted to be front and centre of the campaign and told us to add value where we can. So it's really important to work with people and understand how to best approach the campaign rather than just going out ad hoc without knowing what the people who are affected want. But okay. you still haven't added anything to that. Nina. Yeah, if I could, if I could, um, if I could just stop you guys getting at each other's throats for a minute um, and answer the question. Um, yeah, in terms of um, working to um, to get rid of, well, you know, thoughts on the 70 FTS campaign, I think. Um, like I, I don't think that any particular uh, students association is going to really make much headway, as as um, Payal has said. Like you know, this is this is government policy. That this current government brought it in, and that it's highly unlikely that they would take it out, especially under if only one students association was fighting for it. That's why, if I was elected, I would aim to make um, connections with students associations around the country, make up a sort of a, a similar to Payal's idea, make up a sort of a federation model of um, of students associations and um, then use that to actually lobby the government on important issues like the 70 FTS um, loan limit and also student loans and allowances. Okay, okay. your mic's around, so don't whisper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, do you want to reply on that? You did pass. Um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that Nina wants to develop a federation model, which is quite clearly what Paul has been saying all year in our meetings and things. That's really cool, though. Oh, everybody can, you know, have the same idea. I think it's a good idea. Yes, it was Paul's idea, all but right. I, will also, I, will, I will also do it. Um, all right, moving along. Uh, we'll start with you this time, Nina. Uh, money is tight these days, let's be honest about it. Um, what would your financial priorities be for 2016? Um, I think my financial priorities would be to not lose money. That'd be that'd be a good start. Um, one thing that I would quite like to do is I'd like to open up a student bar. Like that's for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's good in the in the with the recent um, local alcohol policy changes. It's it's good to provide safe drinking places for students that they're not in an uncontrolled environment like a flat. But at the same time, if it, a bar if done well, uh, could actually be an, an extra source of income for OUSA, which in a post VSM environment is really really important. So this could be a um, a venue which would not only be used on the you know on the weekends and stuff for students going into town, but also for um, for events, uh, things that clubs would like to, to run, and I think that um, if done properly, we could uh, turn a small amount of profit off that, which would decrease our reliance on the university for all of our funds, which would then, in turn, give us increased ability to actually advocate against the university on things which we think uh, they're doing, which aren't in the students' best interests. Okay, thank you. 
Laura? So uh, what, one thing OUSA does do very well is services, um, but the other half of what OUSA should provide is advocacy for students and representation on a national and local level. So that is what I think would be a very big financial push for us, which would be campaigns, lobbying the government, having the voice of students heard. Mm -hmm. um, and then secondary to that, thing, like initiatives that we've got going, like um, free flu jabs, uh, textbook exchange, free graduation photos, um, and other bits and pieces in there. Brilliant. Paul? Yeah, so when you've got a constrained budget, you obviously need to target where it matters, and mm -hmm. student support, I think, is one of those places where we have to consider uh, resourcing better, particularly when times are tough. Uh, and we also um, do need to consider alternative revenue sources, and that's why we are looking at uh, ensuring that there are long-term savings for um, OUSA. And uh, just in terms of the student bar point, I... It is one uh, policy that's often talked about during elections. Um, my stance on that is that we should actually be lobbying the university to invest in the bar. The university has a capital budget of over $100 million, mm -hmm, whereas mm -hmm. OUSA is, you know, not so much. And mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the benefit to the, to the university to have a bar on campus because it means there are less house parties and less... Um, you know, potential problems in the street. And I don't think OUSA can really afford to throw its reserves uh, at a student bar because mm. we need to keep those reserves to do things like provide uh, student support and representation in future years. Well, uh, what about refuel? Well, that doesn't currently uh, sufficiently cater to the uh, you know, 20,000 students which are on campus. Mm. Um, there are obviously, you know, that's always been talked about. I know, uh, people say student bar and then people say, oh, what about refuel? Um, you, you, if you go to universities um, elsewhere in the world, there are actually multiple bars on their campus. Mm -hmm. It's not just one, because part of the experience of being in Dunedin and when you go out is seeing different scenes. There are different music scenes, as you, of course, <laughs> know about, and refuel's a particular scene, but, um, you know, there are lots of different tastes and preferences, so I think you actually need more than just, just one. Okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pal. I'm going to bring the question. The question was back on um, financial priorities, yeah. and so I'm not going to talk about bars. Um, most of all, I don't think we should be focusing on turning over profit. If we make a profit, that's cool to make sure that we keep succeeding. That shouldn't be our main focus, though. I think we should make sure that the student dollar is being spent effectively on students and representing them. I like how Laura mentioned advocacy. I think we do advocacy pretty well. There's also lots of other groups out there that also um, work with students to support them and I think we need to really get on board with all the other initiatives and work together collectively to help students. Yeah. Brilliant. Alright, thank you. And um, f last question. Um, flats are a problem, as they always have been. <laughs> for, for, for years they've been a problem. Uh, and some students are living in just absolutely terrible conditions. Uh, how, as President, will you lobby to improve the quality of student housing? We'll start with you, Nina. Um, well, I have been thinking a lot and I actually um, have really like the idea of introducing or working with the DCC to introduce a housing war and a fitness. So I've um, I've had some chats with this. I've talked with um, Councillor Aaron Hawkins about the idea. Um, there's also there's a group in Dunedin called Cozy Homes which is planning on making all homes cozy basically in Dunedin mm -hmm. by 2025 so I'd like to work closely with them. Um, and there is also a possibility at the moment um, the Greens are trying to put through a bill in Parliament that will bring in a housing war and a fitness nationwide. Um, I don't expect that that bill will pass but I think there's definitely um, room for a bill like that perhaps are uh, not quite as as uh, extreme as the Greens one, they're, they're lobbying for you know, um, or their, their bill um, involves people 
you know, houses becoming much better, you know, very high standard. I think some, you know, we need to cut some sort of um, middle ground, especially in Dunedin, because the last thing we want is to, um, say, introduce a housing warrant of fitness with the council, have all the homes be upgraded hugely, so they're all nice and warm, but then also the rent goes up to 180 a week on Castle Street or something like that, and, you know, no one can afford to live there. So I think definitely working um, with the council to implement something along the lines of a very moderate housing warrant of fitness, just so that all houses got kind of basic insulation and, like, a, and, and a, say, a heat pump would be a really, really good start. Right, right. Thank you. I think Nina's covered a lot of it there, but um, I think what OUSA can do is facilitate those groups that are working towards healthier, cleaner, drier homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's things like the Dunedin Curtain Bank as well, who will p- provide insulation for your curtains. Um, so many groups already out there are working really hard. But then it's also other elements of student renting that aren't ideal, like the fact that your lease often lasts for a year. A lot of students go home for Christmas and don't want to be paying rent over that time. And it's about working with landlords and making sure that students are given being given affordable, dry homes. Brilliant. Thank you. Paul? Yes, I agree with what Nina and Laura have said. I suppose <laughs> one thing I'd add is um, enforcement of what is currently the law is often a big issue. So um, there have been some new uh, mandatory standards and things that our renters now can expect and I think OUSA has a large role to play in ensuring those are enforced uh, which is why um, you know we fund things like the Souls Tenancy Program and why student support provide those so I think we OUSA executive and as president needs to be very active in ensuring that we are actively going out there and letting people know what their rights are. All right thank you. Thank you for asking this question. Uh, I'm really excited about a project that I'm currently working on. My next meeting is tomorrow, and we're hoping to run a pilot um, early next year. Mm-hmm. So my awesome project that's going to make living good for everyone <laughs> is called the Neighbourhood Project, and I'm just so proud of it. Um, but before the Neighbourhood Project starts running this year, uh, next year, what I'm doing this year is making sure we're jumping on board that legislation change by providing a template letter that students can use <coughs> and customise to send to their landlords. Ideally, this is going to go out well after exams and things like that, and it kind of uses a concerned consumer approach just to raise the issue with their landlords, their property managers and things like that and tell them about the law change in case they weren't aware of it already, they hopefully were aware of it, and then work with their landlords to negotiate a time period that they'll be away from the flat where insulation can be installed. I'm really happy with this and I can't wait to send this template letter out for next year with the Neighbourhood Project. It's really cool. It already works with things like the Curtin Bank and Cozy Homes and things like that. The main um, key stakeholders right now uh, are the university and that's through the um, sustainability officer, Hilary Phipps and also with John Adams, who, I can't remember his official role, sorry, but um, he chairs the um, advi- the committee that is in charge of the healthy campus kind of plans. The Polytech has also jumped on board with Peter Harris, the, faci- fa- the innovation facilitator, um, and so they're really keen. And um, the DCC have also jumped on board, and they might be... Um, making a position, a 40-hour-a-week position to coordinate this. So I'm really excited about my meeting tomorrow to see what's going to happen next year. (laughs) You look like you are. Very excited. (laughs) All right, um, brilliant. Well, we've come to the the time for some closing statements. Why should people vote for you? Let's find out. Um, Pao? Um... I think people should vote for me because I'm definitely the most competent and capable. I'm not running a bullshit campaign and I'm actually doing the work right now. I don't feel too bad about saying all of these guys have been on exec as well and um, we've really seen what people do when they're on exec and I've proven myself over and over. Mm-hmm. going to work with the DCT to make sure um, students are included in the planning stages of, um, of things such as um, I submitted on the 
on the DCC's long-term plan. That was really scary, but I think I did a really good job. And we need to get in on those early stages to make sure students are being represented. We also need to make sure that we're submitting on things like the skateboard bylaw thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all were, it was open for consultation for quite a long time. OUSA needs to jump on board that because we've got tons of skaters around campus. Um, next year, I really want to make sure students are enrolled to vote in the local body elections as well to send a clear message to the DCC that we are a large part of the city and we need to be thought about. Um, I want to develop the a tertiary union model that works for all students associations so we can work together on common issues such as housing um, yeah, or um, loans or allowances. I also want to make sure with the um, quality of rentals jumping on board that legislation change but then continuing that with the neighbourhood project. The neighbourhood project is more holistic than just the, um, the, the um, insulation or quality of the house. It also works on social and mental health kind of issues as well. Yeah, so I'm definitely definitely probably the strongest candidate in terms of what I'm actually doing in terms of what I'm actually doing and what I'm going to do I'm not I'm not telling any lies all right thank you very much Paul cool um well I think what we've proven this year is that as an executive um we've been able to get runs on the board we've got wins in areas like the local alcohol policy access to the vice chancellor's advisory group stopping the university from abolishing exam free jail days during the semester two period and I think that experience is really vital Uh, but most importantly I really do believe that OUSA needs to be empowering many more students on campus because not only does that mean that OUSA is better engaged with students but when uh, there are common causes we have better networks and ways to unite students Um, and so I think voting for me as president I'm happy to work with anyone on an exec and I think it's really important that OUSA continues to uh, get wins on the board and show its value to students. Right, brilliant. Thank you, Paul. Laura? Laura, uh, yes, uh, I think you should vote for me because I don't think this year is as good as it gets for OUSA. The two things that Paul's pointed out just there are that they won the, an alcohol-related battle and um, a uh, position on the advisory board which they only needed in, in lieu of the seat that they lost on University Council. My team are dedicated to being seen, visible, on campus, communicating with you guys, which is something that Paul's saying he wants to see as well, but I do wonder why that hasn't happened this year in that case. Um, But we are going to work really hard together with you guys to make sure that your voice is heard on a national and local scale. And if you vote for Real Change, my team, you can look uh, look us up on Facebook. We'll be handing out lollipops today. Come and say hi, talk to us about our policies. We're really friendly um, and we'd really love to hear from you. So thank you. And finally, Nina. Um, yeah, okay. I think that uh, you guys out there should vote for me because, first of all, um, I will buy a student bar. I think that the so I know that's I know that's a terrible, and I kind of feel and I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I think that it's, it's it is an important um, kind of. Um, an important move on on a number of levels. So I'll buy a student bar. I really am really looking forward to um to fighting um for, for rights in terms of housing um, with the DCC and hopefully on a on a national level as well to try and get the state of our houses up because they're just absolutely appalling. Um, also want to work with other um, other students associations um, to lobby the government on things like the 70 FTS campaign. I would be um you know that would be one of my main goals would be to get that um, removed for postgrads and medical students um, within my yeah, and also, I mean, I've got a few other little ideas which I think um, are also, you know, worth mentioning. I'd like to get a study link rep back on campus in first semester because we used to do that so that people didn't have to traipse all the way down to the Winds office. It was just a lot easier to have someone, you know, like in the link or something. Love to get that back in. And things like, um, 
I'd love to have um, chargers that you can loan at the OUSA office, like cell phone chargers and laptop chargers. So if um, if you get down to uni and you're like, and you're like, oh shit, like I thought my laptop was on charge, but it wasn't, and I've got ten minutes before my lecture, and I've got three percent battery. I you think can come in. Tucker, the student support, uh, the um, rec centre managers already running that yeah, right now. Yeah, no, I know they were, but they're only doing it for um, cell phone chargers, and it's only a charging station, so you've got to actually be in the rec centre. Whereas um, my idea, which actually came up before that, I found it quite funny that Matt's idea came out at the same time. But my idea would be to have ones where you could give us your student ID card and take a charger for a day. Um, so that you could, if you need, if need be, if you've got a lecture in ten minutes, then you can go into your lecture and plug the charger in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, and likewise with um, with Laura, you can find me on Facebook. Um, Vote Nina for OUSA President 2016 is the name of my page, and check out my video. It's real cheesy. <laughs> I just want to say, um, with regards to um, Paul working with anyone on exec this year, I've definitely feel, felt very stifled and bullied, and um, he really needs to walk the walk on that. Um, my flatting pack that I wanted to run was um, is being run now, but I think we really needed to get it out before winter. Right, all right, all right. We're done here. Um, <laughs> not in the kind of way, but um, thank you very much, everybody, uh, for coming in this morning. Uh, everybody out there, get out and vote. It's very important. Uh, if you believe in one of these candidates, uh, if you believe in their message, then get out and vote for them. Uh, even if you're not quite sure, go out and find about, out as much information as you can about each candidate. Surely there's something in there uh, for everybody uh, to have a concern about and um, want to see change or, or, or like the way things are already going. So get out there and vote. Um, and once again, thank you very much, candidates, for coming in this thank morning. You, it's been wonderful having pleasure. you. All right, coming up, uh, sports chat with George. News just around the corner, but here right now is Courtney Barnett. Nobody really cares if you don't go to the party and you're on the 191FM.